Welcome back to another movie night Monday, although, I mean, in all fairness, you're probably hearing this Tuesday at the earliest. Uh, Rodney and I were, were both away this weekend uh, in New York City for a bachelor party, so a little bit of a delay with the episode coming out, but you'll forgive us. Oh, wild, wild weekend. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's how I want to phrase it. Now, Rodney, uh, we're here because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch, mm-hmm. cycling through all the different things on Netflix, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, Rodney, as we help people take back movie night, I ask you the same question we ask ourselves every week. What would you do with an extra 115 hours? You know, today, before I left for work, I had the plan. And actually, maybe starting about a week ago, um, there was a high school, my 10-year high school reunion. Was a week ago? No, no, no. It wasn't a week ago. It's going to be this Friday. And so tickets went on sale a while ago. And um, they said, like, you have to buy it by the 21st. And then we got a notice that was like, oh, no, it's the the, the 20th. I was like, okay. you know. Mm -hmm. So it was in my head, and I had the link open on my phone and said... I'll get to it, but I have a problem with procrastination generally. So what I would do, but see, like, I don't think that's, I think it's unavoidable at this point in my life. I I think I've realized it's, it's unavoidable. Procrastination for me is unavoidable. So you're going with the take me as I am approach. Yes. But what I would say is with the 115 hours, what I would do is I would save it because when you procrastinate, like I'm a deadline driven person, but every once in a while you still run into a time crunch where you're like, you really didn't leave yourself enough time, Right. So, like, then either you stay up late or whatever. What I would use is I would use those 115 hours to rewind the clock. Just like you have, you have 115 yeah, yeah, hours yeah. you can rewind. Yeah. Like, you can like, do it 115 times. Yeah. You could give me 115,000 hours. I'm never going to solve the problem of procrastinating. Certainly not. But what I could use is 115 hours to just rewind the clock. Like, so, in this case, it would have just been I just needed two hours. It was by 3 o'clock, apparently, that I had to buy tickets. Oh, no. So, I missed the opportunity. Roddy, what are they going to do without you? Why would anyone ever show up if you're not going to be there? I think question. it's fine. I, I'm sure they're, they they probably won't miss me. And I also believe um, it's kidding? fitting because I was I was frequently late to school. Very, very frequently late. So I feel like that me not being able to buy a ticket because I was late feels appropriate. I, I hope that one conversation that night is is made better by them being able to make fun of you for that. That someone makes that connection thinks. Like, oh, somebody will. Well, okay, so that's, uh, I guess, a good uh, good enough reason to use your 115 hours. Well, we are trying to give those back to our loyal listeners. And if you are new to the show, like I said, we will provide you a movie night pick every single week. Um, usually on Netflix, maybe Amazon Prime. The last few weeks have been Amazon Prime. Occasionally, we dip into theaters as well. But this week, we have a movie that is accessible to you on Netflix. And Rodney, are you ready to get into that? Yes. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. It's on site. And here we go. All right, Chet. So uh, today we have the movie The Prestige from 2006. Yikes. 2000. Wait, was that? Oh, I guess that was not your graduation year. No, that... this was actually a year before. A year before that. So, so old, It's it's it had its 10-year reunion even a year ago. Wow. Yeah, imagine. We definitely don't normally do movies this this old. No, I think we, it was a movie that we both agreed, like, was, has 
has at least some recognition. Like people like pr- have probably heard of it by this point because it became you know pretty famous after mm-hmm. its release. Um, but we figured it's been so long that well, we're good to go ahead and do it. Not only that, but recently I saw an article and it was saying that this is one of Christopher Nolan's most underseen and underappreciated films. Uh, so this movie has um, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine. So star-studded cast. Do you mean Michael Caine? Michael Caine. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. And the director, I don't know if he, he's a little-known director. Uh, was at the time. Christopher Nolan. One Mr. Nolan. Yeah, 2006, man, when Christopher Nolan was still up and coming. There was a lot of other things going on in 2006, Rodney. I did a quick look back. Uh, in the technology world, or I'm sorry, in the business world, mm-hmm. Google had just purchased YouTube, which I would say was probably oh, a pretty good investment. Yeah, uh, was yeah, which is weird, isn't it? To yeah, think that definitely. YouTube just used to be its own thing. Yeah, so yeah. so funny to think about. Uh, in in music, uh, Shakira's hips didn't lie. Gnarls Barkley was feeling crazy. Justin Timberlake was bringing sexy back. Nelly wanted to see everyone's grills. I did not have one to show. Neo was so sick of love songs that may or may not have been one of the first CDs I ever bought. Neo? James Blunt said, you're beautiful. And 15-year-old Chris Brown burst onto the scene trying to see if we could run it. Uh, Can I say one thing? Do you ever have the thing where you look back and you go, like, that song doesn't seem that old and that song seems way older than that? Yeah, definitely. Like, You're Beautiful by James Blunt feels so old. Yeah, I, if you had told me that but was like, in 1983, I think I would Bringing been. Sexy back doesn't, like, I would have guessed. Like, if you were to just give me a guess, I'd be like, mm, 2013? Well, it's different because you listen to that every morning when you get ready, so... I mean, feels appropriate. In film, the Da Vinci Code was causing controversy. Daniel Craig debuted as James Bond in Casino Royale. Leo DiCaprio was very busy making both Blood Diamond and The Departed. Will Smith made us all cry in the pursuit of happiness. Mm. Saw 3 came out back when we thought it was just going to be a trilogy. (laughs) Speaking of trilogies, the X-Men franchise was a bit misleading in calling their third movie The Last Stand. Every kid was wearing Cars t-shirts. We found out that the devil actually sometimes wears Prada. We saw Will Ferrell get behind the wheel in Talladega Nights. And lastly, this is Sparta. Oh, that was Became the most quoted line of the year. Wow. You know what? Uh, you know what else about 2006? It was a year before the first iPhone came out. Oh well, I, can you imagine? Can you imagine it doesn't seem that long ago. Flip like, phones, yeah, razors. But isn't it kind of crazy to think Crazer? That was actually my first Crazer. Do you remember Where'd the you Razer get that? The dollar cool? store? No, no, that was like the next model, but it wasn't quite as thin because I think the Razer was literally made of paper, and if you dropped it, it would snap. And everyone who had Razers broke them within the first week. Yeah, but. They were sick phones. I guess so. So anyway, so uh, of all those films, the one we are focusing on is The Prestige. And as we said before, granted, we we typically do more recent films. But this one, once I saw that article saying that, you know, it's underseen or, or, you know, a whole new generation of movie watchers or have never heard of it. You know, like there's there's people who are 10 years are, are younger. Is that how you would say that? 10 years 10 are, years are youth. Are youth. <laughs> no, 10 years. 10 years are minor. Younger than us. That's more simple. Yes. More simple way. Simpler. <laughs> That's the simplest way of saying it. Less complicated. Uh, so they, they potentially have never heard of it before. And it's sitting right on Netflix. And it's a fantastic movie. And I watch it. And if for some reason, 
you've never seen it, I think you need to prioritize going out of your way. And we'll we'll get to why. But basically, this movie is about um, two magicians, which you know is really not initially something that would catch my attention. Uh, but uh, two magicians in the 1890s in London, played by Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, who were kind of like young magicians up and coming that were really good friends. I think even like best friends. Uh, Michael Caine plays sort of their mentor. And what ends up happening is they become obsessed with trying to find like the most perfect, most amazing, inexplicable magic trick that's ever been done. They each want to be able to do that and somewhat challenge each other Mm -hmm. to do that. So what starts out is like a friendly competition, friendly rivalry where they're rooting for one another, yet still trying to outdo one another. Very quickly as the movie progresses becomes extremely involved and almost like this murderous, hateful, I mean, literally murderous, hateful rivalry where both men are pushed to their extreme emotional and mental limits and are honestly constantly trying to outdo one another as the tricks as you know the movie covers a span of years and so you know Hugh Jackman's character develops this new trick and then Christian Bale's able to one-up him and then Christian you know Hugh Jackman then one-ups him and it just kind of keeps going to where you know the climax of the film you know leaves you in a place of just intent like absolute intensity you're completely sucked in Mm -hmm. And we will say, because it is the topic for tonight too, this is a movie that forever will be known by me anyway as having one of the best twists I've ever seen. Yeah. What am I leaving out from this? Um, I think the only thing I would say is uh, it's a really great cast. Like it's a movie yeah. that is um, pretty interesting, interesting scenery the whole time or like a pretty pretty unique setting or like has a good feel. Like the whole movie has a pretty good feel to it, pretty ominous and it's a fantastic cast, top to bottom, and so I I find it hard to believe that anybody would, you know, be left wanting better acting or better performances because I think that they all really, you know, carry the movie too. Um, For sure, with just great acting performances. So there's no doubt to me that if you hit play on this movie, you'll get sucked in and you'll be 100% interested to see how it all turns out. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if if that's not enough, and we we can't talk too much about the movie because it's so. Uh, plot driven and twist driven that we don't want to give too much away. But as we're about to get into the uh, the reviews and what we gave it on IMDb, if we didn't sell it enough to you, I believe this certainly will. So Rodney, what uh, what did you give it? So I gave this movie a nine because um, I don't know. It's just a it's a great movie, really interesting ending. Not enough Scarlett Johansson to give it a ten. Yeah, I mean, there I could see a little more Scarlett Johansson, which is why a 10, like, which is why you very rarely give ten. It's like unless it has enough scar johansson uh throughout yeah um no but it's it's just a fantastic movie i gave it a 10 did you yeah it's one of my uh you know one of my few 10s yeah and uh yeah hands down no question it's also because i think it's you know sometimes with movies with with distinct twists they're not very rewatchable Mm -hmm. yeah because you kind of know okay well i know that all this is going to end in a certain way where it makes the rest of the movie seem irrelevant yeah i think quite the opposite here the twist actually made me want to rewatch it I can watch this movie over and over again and still enjoy it. So that's right. that's definitely a factor when I rate movies and I mean a 10 without question. No, I think you're right. And I don't know if it's like just a and not to get into any spoilers, but I don't know if it's just like a, if it's a subtle the subtlety of a twist, but sometimes if there's a twist that's interesting enough, then it makes a movie more rewatchable cuz you kind of want to see those like little like leading indicators you and you're see like the... wait a minute. What? And and right. it's different than like a movie that has such a strong twist that you want to go back and watch it just to disprove it. So what did IMDb give it? Uh, so in general, um, everyone gave it an 8.5. So it's certainly up there. It's got to be, it's definitely on the top 250 list, right? I yeah. don't know if you, mm-hmm. if you looked at what number it was, but yeah, I think um, the, 
best rated movies is 9.1. So we're talking one of the best rated movies on IMDb. It's actually the 47th ranked, highest ranked movie of all time on IMDb, which might sound like, well, 47, that's not that high. But when you consider every movie that's ever been made, you can find on IMDb with a rating, like Mm -hmm. it's in the top 50. And also it's tied with number 38 as well. So it's, you know, it's like from 38 back is all 8.5s and the highest ever i think we've talked about before shawshank redemption is just barely over a nine so the difference between that and the prestige at 8.5 you're talking about one of the most beloved movies ever so if you're not sold on it yet i mean that's obviously to me one of the indicators yeah um all right so let's get into the professional's opinion hate 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 double hate lows entirely I like you a lot. This is confusing to me. Yeah, it's so funny. That's exactly how I was going to start it. That's exactly how I was going to start this. Because I've always known this to be one of movies that everyone who's ever seen it loves, right? And also, like, there's enough technical things to it, right? And there's enough into the cast and the director is young at the time, Christopher Nolan. There's so many things about it that seem like like it would come away with 90%. So what is it? It's a 75%. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, which is, a, it's, it is weird to think of one out of every four review, like professional reviewers found it not to be a, a B or higher. You wonder if it's the twists. You know, you wonder if there's just people who just hate twists or think that. I don't know though, but again, I think. I don't, <laughs> or hate Christian Bale. We have to leave that as an open possibility. Well, was this before? I feel like 2006 was pre his rampage, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I'm just saying as a joke, but I, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I'm, was so surprised. All right, to so see that it's seventy five percent. But well, why don't you just read us a negative review then? The the worst review came from the San Francisco Chronicle. It says we find ourselves watching an ice cold movie about competition that contains not a shred of rooting interest. Hmm. Okay, so they're not likable enough to be pulling for one side or the it's other. Actually, a good think? question. Did you find yourself rooting for both, rooting for one of the other, not rooting for either one? Probably not. I mean, I guess Hugh Jackman. Honestly, I don't know what I think, but I don't think that there needs to be a rooting interest. I think this the the competition, the the continued the continued progress that each each magician makes in their careers as we're watching it happen, and then how obsessed they are with the other person. Yeah. Uh, but but this you know San Francisco Chronicle was you know far and away the like the, the most hateful review. I mean lucky for us Slant magazine I don't think existed when this movie came out so you know we don't <laughs> so even they, have to worry about it. They didn't make our 26 it, will they make the 2026 recap of the, oh, gosh. Of what of what's going happen? Certainly hope not. Not if I have anything to do with yeah. it. <laughs> we're we're trying. We're so, trying hard to destroy them. The best review though came from the Charlotte Observer which I don't I'm not quite sure exists anymore cuz when I clicked on the uh, link to their main website it, <laughs> it just it expired. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, but it says to talk more about the movie's layers is to risk giving away too much, which thank you for that guys, because you're, you're, you know, vouching for the fact that Rodney and I can't say too much, but it also says, I'll say only that this film confirms Nolan's status as the director whose work I look forward to more than any other. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like at the time he was this up and coming. So like he had done Batman begins and memento, right? A few like smaller movies, but then, so the prestige obviously was great, like well-received, but then he goes on to, do the Dark Knight, you know, finish off that trilogy, Interstellar, Dunkirk, Inception. Yeah, so he's he's got a pretty good list. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a good now batting average, no one say. is like considered. I mean, arguably the best director of our time, mm-hmm. right? When he, like his name on a film is enough for a trailer now. Yeah, like after Inception came out, and there wasn't much given away in the Inception trailer, but it was a Christopher Nolan film. Even Dunkirk, right? Which you know, so Dunkirk was one that. Like we got the gist of it, but 
I think people were excited because like Nolan is pre-promoted yeah. as like a new Nolan film. Right. Right. And so that's oh, yeah. a whole another status no, that a director reaches. Oh yeah. It's, it's certainly like, I mean, who else is in that status? I mean, I feel like Spielberg, I remember as a kid being one that people would talk about, but maybe I mean, Ron Howard, maybe yeah. Tarantino. I mean, but like the, the idea of like, there's a new Christopher Nolan movie coming out. Like, all right, cool. Like right. going to see it. Like maybe it's as good as, you know, it's almost like you're waiting to see, if he's going to hit another home run or not. Yeah. You know, yeah, certainly. Um, it's just funny to think that at the time it was, you know, this up and coming guy, which yeah. is kind of how I feel about Damien Chazelle who did whiplash and La La Land. Yeah. Right. Like, I want to see what's next for that guy. Well, he has, you know what, what's next for him what? is I, I have to check to see, but it's by the same team that made La La Land is, uh, with Hugh Jackman and also a show business movie. Uh, the greatest showman, I think that's what it's called. Oh, really? About, uh, uh, Barnum and Bailey's like circus, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. starting of it. Interesting. All right. So, those are all good things, things that you should go do. Yes. And so I think it's... We gave you a movie to pick. We gave yeah. you a movie of the week. Yep. Netflix, take the time, watch it. But we also try to give you what? Uh, something to avoid. A movie to avoid because yeah. there's just so much crap out there. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Yeah. And uh, I almost am thinking now... That the movie to avoid should be the movie where there's a magician who reveals everyone's secrets. I'm trying to think of the name. It's uh, um, it's on Netflix. Like goes out of his way to no. Wait, it's it, like a documentary. It, yeah, no. It was a it was a famous. Yeah, it was a it was a famous thing that they released like back in oh, like '98 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. or like '96, something like that. No, but it was like it was somebody who was coming out to say like all of these famous tricks. Here's how the magicians actually do it. Okay. And he wore like a mask the whole time. Like a, you know, like to a, like protect himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a, the Guy Fox V for Vendetta mask? <laughs> no, it was a funny mask, but then at the very end, he does take the mask off and says like, I'm Valentino, which everyone was like, because everyone thought it was going to be a famous magician who is like revealing the secrets. And then everyone's like, who's this guy? Valentino. Yeah. Um, the great Valentino. Th- but there's a day named after him in February, isn't there? uh yeah oh that's right yeah valentine's day Day. yeah it's it's where you go and you do something romantic you you trick you trick the person into thinking you care for them (laughs) it's the greatest magic trick of the year gosh i hope Lego's not listening right yeah wow that's pretty good that's pretty good i'm gonna record make sure that i keep that clip somewhere (laughs) i i love um so yeah no i i would say that's one that you know what? We've spent enough time on it. Make that be the movie to avoid this week or Netflix option to avoid this week, right? All right. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll save like the actual offer for, for next <laughs> yeah. week. My other option Don't might actually it. be... Okay. Don't say it. We'll it save will, it for next week. Yeah. Uh, Rodney, a magician never reveals his tricks. A podcaster never reveals his <laughs> so movies to avoid. This is called uh, Magic's Biggest Secrets Finally Revealed. They very... <laughs> um, it is a documentary about Magic Johnson and all the things he's ashamed of. <laughs> And it has uh, a lot of scantily clad women on it with a man in a really creepy mask. Again, Magic Johnson. For, and also for the record, it's a TV, it was a series. So they... Um, so even more reason to avoid. Yeah, but just wanted to, to put that out there because it was actually 2002. But very, very funny to you me. Know what, you know what you call that in the magic world? What we just did there? What's that? By saying one thing and then coming out with another? Bait and switch. Bait and switch. I don't know that as confidently as I said it, but it felt right. All right, before we move on, do you? what's your feeling on magicians? Would you go see a magician? Yeah, I'd see a magician. 
For sure. What do you mean? What's my feelings on them? I don't. Well, like, did you like? Have you ever like? Have you ever been into pro. magic? I'm Are you pro magicians? You're you're into magic. Uh, into magic the gathering like the, the the game i feel like you're sidestepping the question do you are there any magicians you like uh i couldn't name of? i don't think i could name one magician no i don't think okay. so i think uh the fact that we we're able to put together a, a show every week with what i you know with you i think i think the fact that magic i think the fact um, that we're listening to you ramble on about things that are not magicians is uh i'm not I guess, magic i guess i'm not pro magician as much as i thought i was <laughs> i, I th- have you ever seen tricks that you're like Wait, what is happening? Like skateboard tricks. So, <laughs> You're so there was it, it, no, but for real, have you ever watched like a magic yes. trick that makes yeah. no sense at all? I feel all? like what's his name? What, like what? Chris Angel, like actually like levitating. Yeah, Chris Angel, mind freak. I guess not even as much that one. I feel the like nickname. there's da- there's like a David Blaine one where they like give Rob Gronkowski a football, and Tom Brady does that every week. No, no, no. They give him a football and then he like spikes it and then they call his cell phone. Like they like give him a football and they like just like check it, inspect it, shake it, do whatever. And and then then they go, seems like a normal football, right? And like he is like even had his phone or something. And then he spikes, spikes the football and then they start calling his phone and it's in the football. And, like, the camera, I mean, like, so far as I could see, the camera did not move, did not do anything. And, like, again, unless, like, Rob Gronkowski's in on it, like, I can't do. But then they cut open the football, and there's his cell phone. (laughs) I don't understand, though. There is a pretty funny scene from, uh... I don't don't get how that works. I forget which magician it was, but he was in Harrison Ford's house. Like did a, oh, like did yeah. a, did a magic yeah. trick where then like you cut open like he cut open an orange or something and like again I think it might have been his keys or something was inside and Harrison Ford very seriously like non jokingly like, kicked him out of his house he's like get the hell out of my house because <laughs> in my right like at some level don't you go like what like what is the long con like how how long ago did you plant even if you have an extra set of keys. Like, how long ago did you plant that set of keys in an orange? And how do you even plant keys in an orange without destroying the orange? Oh, gosh, I don't know, Rodney. You see what I'm saying? Did you want me to answer that? I guess what I'm saying is, I think I believe in actual magic. Rodney, you know, you're such a skeptic. I don't know that I ever would have considered or guessed that you would be, like, believing in actual magic, which is quite the twist and which, you know, I, I use to segue into mm-hmm. our, our topic of the night. it's a double twist. It's a double, double twist. Because like most, people, most people would say that magic isn't real. So therefore, what I am saying is... Really? I feel like most people actually think magic is real. <laughs> I oh, really you... feel like, I really feel like, sadly, unfortunately, I would bet that the mo- most people in the world... Like you're saying most people who go to like a David Blaine show no, actually believe I didn't say that. that was magic. I didn't say that. I said most people in the world. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking based on just humanity. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is that the performing magicians who people go to a show and think like, what a cool trick. No, you're right. I You'd leave. be the one in the audience being like, F- real, real, magic. real magic. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think planes flying is black magic. Like, That's also magic. Like, I've seen the science. I don't believe it. It doesn't make sense. Nope. doesn't That's make real sense. Magic. There are planes that carry tanks and that fly. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. The actual topic for tonight was not magic, believe it or not. It's actually movies with a twist, which I would say we could probably move on from just, you know, because we've talked about enough things, but we got a lot of listener interaction and I feel like I want to, uh, I want to give credit to our listeners for, you know, interacting with us. Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. 
I love lamp. So movies with a twist, Rodney. Um, Quinn in Pennsylvania says the sixth sense. Okay, That's a good one. She also made sure to say it's only the first time you watch it, which, okay, but isn't that true about every movie with a twist? But then again, I would say, well, it's one of those subtle twists that, like, that one you can rewatch, right? Because, like, that's one that's not like... You want to rewatch oh, it through the lens of... Yeah, because now those scenes aren't pointless anymore. You're looking for things because you're like, oh, okay, well, they must have been tucking certain things away. I almost gave the twist away, and I think that we need to be careful not to as we read through these, just mm-hmm. saying them without giving away the twist, right? So, um, Tiffany in New Hampshire says Fight Club, which first rule of fight club is we can't talk about it mm-hmm. so i'm gonna skip on past that mm-hmm. uh april your sister uh you know her uh she said I think so memento which is a christopher nolan film mm-hmm. bartender nate i want to i want to stop here for a second bartender, bartender nate, nate is nate. my new nickname for so we have movie rob we have colorado rob mm-hmm. we have we mm-hmm. have we have kilt mark yeah right bartender nate is, is so nate, like nate you know mm-hmm. you know, yeah, who I know about, yeah. you know exactly who i'm talking about right? absolutely so he is a recent subscriber to, to oh, down sweet. the hall podcast and he's been What's a up, bartender nate? many many times mm-hmm. right we actually love that dude and he actually had an idea for us too that we should do an episode entirely devoted to bad movies so bad that they're entertaining okay and he like had it. a few he had a few suggestions anyway bartender, mortal combat <laughs> oh true bartender nate says fallen starring denzel which oh, i so I've great seen. nate I've seen that at least twenty times. You're, it's that's a great suggestion. Ivy, who needs no introduction. Yep. World War Z. Does that have a twist? It does. Well, it, I don't. Know, it's a twist. It's more of like a reveal of how how to defeat the ah uh, yeah the, the zombies, it. right? Uh, Randall in Boise says Shutter Island. I actually saw Shutter Island with Randall. He makes sure to comment on the fact that he's still not sure about the ending. Yeah. I think that there's... And they did change the one from the book to the movie. Which we did talk about recently on on the show, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike in New Orleans says, anyone who doesn't say The Crying Game has not seen The Crying Game. Never heard of it. I've not seen The Crying Game. Is it available? That's a crying shame. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Dylan says, The Titanic. Think about that. No. (laughs) So before we wrap up this uh, this little section here, Rodney, I actually don't care what you have to say. Um, oh, I don't think you offensive. care what I have to say. We, we're oh, gonna, I've never we're, we're not we're not going to say ours. We're going to introduce uh, the new roommate, All right. our new roommate who who actually lives in the middle of the hall. So who's <laughs> this this section of the podcast is middle of the hall podcast <laughs> is uh, is our our friend Josh, our dear friend Josh, and uh, you know jump in on Rodney's mic. So Josh is making his way over towards the mic. Josh, thank you for coming into the studio tonight. Of course. Uh, Glad so, to be here. So Josh, what uh, what is your favorite movie with a twist? Gone Girl. Gone Girl. That's a great pick. Gone Girl is uh, is so good because I feel like the very beginning is a true like, wait, what is really happening? I'm sorry. Here? Was this your pick? I'm pretty sure this is Josh's, Josh's pick, right? So oh, Josh. I'm sorry. Am I not a... Okay, what makes it such a great... Great twist. I was, I remember I was in the middle of the movie, like the theater, and Gone Girl was like, other than the movie The Dark Knight, which you guys talked about earlier, is like, that had the same impact on me where I was just like, holy crap, this movie is so good. Yeah, like while watching in the theater, right? Yeah, that's Rodney's take for sure. And like, Gone Girl is, it's not really, I wouldn't say it's like a twist, it's just, it keeps messing with my mind constantly, Mm. and I I don't want to reveal any spoilers, because if you haven't seen it, it's just going to... That's yeah. two hours of your life almost. But. Yeah. So the the debut, the debut of of Josh, middle it's, of the hall, and you picked you you picked the right movie, Josh, because that was exactly what I said when it ended. Like it literally, I watched it on the very edge of a theater seat the whole time, and at the very end, I said, "That's a ten. 
Like that that movie was so good that and the ending scene still is bone chilling. Absolutely. So let's bone let's chilling. let's hold off talking about that too too much because I I do hope we end up making that an episode at some point. It has to be accessible. Uh, and right now it really isn't all that accessible outside of like a rental. So we're going to leave that alone for now. Thank you, Josh, for that. Uh, but Rodney, before we, um, so, so more, again, if, there's if, more, there's more, there is more. It's been a, a pretty diversified episode, which, you know, I hope doesn't feel all too scattered. I think it's the point is we can't talk too much about the prestige, but we want to also give a fun episode. There is, uh, is another thing that we're going to do here. Now, if you're new to the show, eventually we're going to get into our favorite scenes about the prestige, which we consider to be the spoiler section, which we'll give you full warning. We're going to tell you a little bit about our friends that, that we want you to go check out as well. Cause we, we make appearances on their show. But before we do that, Rodney, I have what was a hit when we introduced it, a segment of down the hall podcast that became a hit that, uh, that we haven't done in some time now, which is who wins in a fight. Mm. So basically the setup for this is I have asked the listeners. I've, I've set up two people in a circumstance mm-hmm. And said, within this circumstance, who wins in a fight? Now, Rodney, you don't know who these two people are. No, and can I say one quick thing? Yes. Recently, Jason Momoa for Waterman. What is he? Waterman? Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Um, Why are you bringing him? Oh, because one of the first ones was Momoa the versus The Rock. versus uh, yeah. Jason Momoa. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I saw him in Aquaman. I feel like The Rock won, and I think I picked The Rock, but You're I, thinking Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, I think, would destroy him. Okay, so let's let's move on though. Let's move on to this tonight. So the point is, you don't know, you didn't, you don't have any pre, like, no warning at all. You just, you're just going to hear these for the first time. We want your live reaction, your real time answers. So who wins in a fight? This movie stars. So this movie is about a, a, is contention between Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale in the realm of magic. Mm-hmm. Well, who wins in a fight, Rodney? Christian Bale or Hugh Jackman? However, things to consider. It's a fight to the death. To determine who's cooler, Batman, played by Christian Bale, or Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman. So the the question still remains, who wins in a fight, Hugh Jackman or Christian Bale, but they're motivated by proving that their character is the coolest. Just the actors are motivated. So it's... it's yes, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are both actors. Wait, 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 but we're talking about the actual real-life human beings, and not. I'm not saying Wolverine versus I believe versus they are Batman. also both... Real life human help beings, me, yes. Help me, don't yeah. don't well, sidestep. Hugh Jackman versus Christian Bale. It's not, it's not Wolverine versus Batman. Yeah, yeah. Because you're saying that they're fighting for like the. Oh my gosh, of their... who wins in a fight, Hugh Jackman or Christian Bale? Okay, but I just needed to know that it's Hugh Jackman or Christian Bale. I don't know why we threw in the Wolverine. I understand Batman. you needed to know it was Hugh Jackman versus Christian Bale, which is why initially I told you it was going to be Hugh Jackman versus Christian Bale. Okay. Um... You know what? I guess I got to go Hugh Jackman. I think Hugh Jackman is legitimately like probably ripped. I think he's also on steroids, but he, I think for those Wolverine movies, like they don't do CGI for him where I feel like. Yeah. Well, uh, Christian Bale got pretty, pretty built for the. uh... I think he might've gotten built, but like Hugh Jackman, I think is literally just like one solid muscle. Like in the movie Wolverine. And again, I'm a hundred percent certain it's steroids. When he comes out of the depressing. He comes out of the water like that. Yeah. That's a classic scene. Like there's just, he, so I just don't think that there's any way that Christian Bale, who was also 135 pounds at one point in his life for a, the machinist, for the machinist, I think there's no way that his his body's been way too through way too much torture. Sure, Hugh Jackman's destroying him. So uh, the 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 listeners agree. So we got a lot of votes. 75 percent, roughly, mm-hmm. said Hugh Jackman. So before we get into the details, Roddy, why don't you tell us about our friends uh, down in Jersey? 
So, Checked Out in Jersey, it's a show uh, hosted by Matt and Pete. Matthew and Peter. We go on there, we talk about our movie recommendations, and uh, they tell us whether we succeeded or failed at picking a successful movie night for them. And usually the conversation also goes off the rails somewhere. Oh, gosh, it completely does. Um, And so you can hear us on that show Thursday at 8 p.m. I don't know if it will be on this Thanksgiving Thursday, but... We will find out for you. It's a Facebook Live show that you can find them on Facebook, checked out in Jersey. But even if you're just sitting there eating turkey and eating pumpkin pie, which which I hope you all are, what you can do is download the podcast... Mm. And listen to it at your leisure. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. All right, so this is a movie, Rodney, that we, we really couldn't say, I mean, a ton about because there are two main twists that the whole movie builds up to. Um, but what did you think of, so I won't ask you what your favorite scene is. I feel like that's less hmm. less interesting to me and probably to the listeners. What did you think about the twists? So there's there's two. I mean, one for each character. But mm-hmm. what did you think of that? Um you know, I found the one where uh, Christian Bale had, like, a twin brother that no one knew about to be really interesting. Because to me, yeah. I felt like he was more fascinating throughout. Like, he, I felt like the reveal was going to be, oh, he's actually doing magic. You know, like, for some reason, like, in my head, I, I just had assumed. because well, we already have established you believe magic is real. So you thought. I thought, this is the guy. This is the one. This, this is, is the guy. He's we're, the we're real learning. deal. It's a documentary, right? This movie is a documentary. Certainly. Um, and so. You know, I just thought, again, to sum it up, I would just say that these were the interesting kind of reveals where it's like you want to go back and see, like, oh, these, like, little subtle details about his twin. You're like, oh, can I go back and notice that? Can I go back and see that? Well, the one thing that, like, stood out the most from that was when, like, his wife. So, like, he, like, kept that a secret even Mm -hmm. to everyone, even his wife. And so, like, his wife says, like, do you love me? And, Mm -hmm. like, at one point he says, not today. Yeah. Well, it's because, well, that day yeah, right, he right, was the right. twin, not yeah, the yeah, other. Exactly. And it was interesting. But also, like, the commitment level to it, where he had lost a finger in an accident, like, yep. fired, like shot it off. Yeah, yeah. That then the twin then also, yeah. like, cut off the yeah. fin- his finger to keep the yeah. the illusion going. Could you ever be that committed to something? That you could be a twin and you both would just share half a life? I I feel like you asked three different questions in there, right? Could you share half a life with a twin that nobody knew about? <laughs> you <laughs> like, both shared like, half like a life. Both, both identifying as the same like one if person it made you let you be like one of the greatest in the world at something. Could you mm-hmm. both share half a life at it? Like the greatest one person because, okay. Uh, could I do that? Mm, yeah. So basically I, your reality would well, be half no, of your life would be spent. It depends. Being the greatest in the world and the, the other half you'd be hiding. The because only answer be seen. The only answer I have is what is my income? Because if it's like, I'm really great at one thing, but then like, I'm trying to support two people like myself, myself and my twin like will we work in one job Mm -hmm. or like are we that good at something specific that we're then paid really really well and then like half the time i get to do that thing and the other half the time i'm like traveling yeah but the other half the time you couldn't be traveling anywhere where you'd both be noticed like you couldn't you couldn't be active somewhere i can i can can blend i don't i don't consider myself anything special where i couldn't necessarily blend it you don't know if you're david blaine if you both had to share being david blaine you couldn't be anywhere well i'm just i'm just saying my answer is what what's my income that's my answer. What? There's a, I've got a price. I've got a price. I've got the, a man, price. the man's got a price. Chet, what is your favorite scene? No, well, since we're not doing that, I'm going to answer differently. I'm going to say <laughs> what I'm going to comment on the twist like we've established. Um, it, it, I, it's funny you said Christian Bale's character. I actually am my biggest to- takeaway, my biggest mind-blowing moment from the movie was actually the uh, twist centered around Hugh Jackman's character where 
you, you find out you feel like Christian Bale is the darker character throughout. Turns out Hugh Jackman's the one who's the most screwed up. Like at least Christian Bale had like a pretty innocent, mm-hmm. like aside from, okay, maybe not innocent. He yeah, deceived yeah, yeah, and manipulated yeah, yeah. his wife. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like he, really, he didn't kill anybody. He didn't like, yeah, it's fine. Turns out he, like Hugh Jackman, like in response to seeing Christian Bale do this like bait and switch where he's the same person. Like that's why he could be two places at once. Hugh Jackman had literally like got hooked up with Tesla, like mm-hmm. the actual Tesla, per- like yeah. Tes- Nikolai Tesla. And had been the cloning himself, company. cloning himself and killing his clone, like killing his clone, like one yeah. night. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, like, I'm sorry, you're the jacked up one, dude. Jackman, you Jackman, you're jacked, jacked up. up. Like, like that's, that's awful. Like that. So that, that final scene of like, whoa, Christian Bale is like, wow, it's, he's a twin. What a mm-hmm. twist. And then you realize, oh, Hugh Jackman is do we disturbingly know? Do we up. know that your clone would have a soul? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? This is I, down the hall I, podcast. I, I, I am we take just, back movie night. <laughs> I am what? Not what you'd call focused right now. Over there, the unfocused one is Rodney Hart. I am Chet Joe Bear. You can find us on Twitter at down the hall guys. You can go to our website and drop down and, and recommend a movie for us to watch and uh, also comment on these different topics, not whether or not clones have a soul. Though I guess that would be a fun conversation to continue. Yeah, wouldn't it be important to know whether or not he's jacked up? So that would be downthehallpodcast.com. You can also email us, downthehallpodcast at gmail.com. And unless I'm forgetting anything, we are signing off till next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving.